Well, welcome to the Deeper Dive Podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday. We do that by discussing things like historical settings and literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. Well, today we are talking about the concept of generosity and looking at a couple of uh, uh, different uh, passages from Scripture here, uh, looking at um, well, 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7, um, maybe. Specifically, there's some interesting, fun little uh, uh, language notes in that, um, for sure. And then just kind of rounding out, uh, again, this kind of uh, journey that we've taken through um, uh, Adam Adam Hamilton's uh, uh, book, Enough, which Mm -hmm. has been kind of the basis for the last uh, four weeks, specifically. So. Well, Isaac mentioned Second Corinthians nine six and seven. It says, "Remember this: um, if if I would have uh, been, uh, well, I didn't, but I would have included a hundred scriptures Sunday morning. Sure, but <laughs> that wasn't the point of what we were doing. Uh, but it says here in in Second Corinthians: Remember this: whoever sows sparingly." will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Um, The Greek word for uh, cheerful is hilarious, which uh, is where probably, if you go down far enough, we get our word hilarious from. Uh, And it really means to be merry about it, Uh, one who gives eagerly to God, um, takes opportunities whenever presented themselves to meet the uh, needs of others. Um, Generosity is kind of a cycle. um, And uh, when that cycle is healthy and living and well, uh, through us, God gives, and then God gives us more to give, and then God gives us more to give if the cycle is functioning well. We were just in prayer meeting, just left staff prayer meeting a few minutes ago. And we're in there this morning just praying over those folks who might be homeless. Um, was in a conversation with someone Sunday afternoon uh, about um, – uh, being able to keep the heat on in their house for a while, yeah. uh, because those are the kinds of uh, things that really begin to pop up at this season of the year. You can put it off for a while, right. uh, and um, power companies generally in the uh, in the winter time will not turn off somebody's heat, uh, but uh, come spring, it's Katie bar the door. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if they – and it's really irrelevant. I don't know if they have a temperature they look at where they don't do it. But anyway, it's been on people's minds just in terms of uh, – because the old farmer's almanac, for whatever that's worth, <laughs> says this could be a challenging winter. <laughs> wow. What a – the vaguest of all, oh, of all I predictions. Know. I know. But you know, yeah. I, I, okay. I'm an old farmer. But it, <laughs> It was funny. We were in trustees meeting last night. This is this is really kind of tied in, but not totally. We were in trustees meeting last <laughs> See, night talking about uh, we had bought 75 tons of salt last year uh, for the parking lots and mm-hmm. used every drop of it. Mm-hmm. And that was considering the first uh, manageable snow we had was Christmas Eve last year. Right. Some of you remember that day. Right. Uh, we're <laughs> already 30 days ahead of that and putting salt out. And so um, – yeah. Anyway, I don't know when uh, 
uh, all how I got sidetracked on that, but anyway, I did. Um, uh, one of the one of the stories that Adam Hamilton offered, he offered a couple, and I. Um, I really was going to use this uh, illustration with the kids Sunday morning, and then because of it being Veterans Day, I just went a different direction. But uh, he told told a story of uh, using the example of ten apples, and if we think about tithing as giving ten percent, um, that could be even another sidetrack we take today. What that means, ten percent of what? Um, but he was saying, so if we were to tithe one of those apples, uh, we would keep nine and God would get one, even though God gave all of us, gave up all the apples. He says, but we have a tendency to want to take a bite out of God's apple once in a while. Yeah. Uh, uh, then maybe just a second bite because that was – the first one was good and really, you yeah. know, we were able to do things differently. I, did, yeah. I thought that was a great illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, about taking a bite out of God's hand. I've, I, uh, you know, I've been on that journey, and I'm, I know I've taken bites out of God's apple over the last umpteen years. Um, yeah. That uh, I, I reflect on and think, you know, now I wish I hadn't have done that. But at the moment, the crisis seemed to be so intent that uh, that you sure. do things like that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he also. He also told a story. It was actually from Peter Marshall, uh, and somebody had came up to Peter Marshall for advice and said, "He says I'm having a dilemma." He said, um, "I I was able to tithe and give to God." He said, "And now I I got a huge increase." He says, "And I'm making almost a half a million dollars a year." He says, "But there's no way I can tithe tithe fifty dollars or fifty thousand dollars a year." And Peter Marshall says, well, let's pray. We'll pray God takes your salary back down to where it was so you can honor him <laughs> yeah. in a good manner. Go. Oh, my. It's interesting. I um, Some of the theology that comes out of this, we talk about um, uh, scriptures um, in places that talk about when you're faithful to God, God will be faithful to you. Some folks have interpreted those over the years to mean – I actually had this conversation with a a senior sister one day Mm -hmm. uh, a long time ago. She says, um, uh, um, I'm I'm getting older and my money's running out. She said, if I gave $1,000 to the church, she said, do you think God would return that to me tenfold? And I I was young, Uh but not that young. And I said, Sister, I don't think that's exactly what God – well, it says it right here. And I said, but do you understand about the intent of the heart thing? Right. All right. So if if you all were hoping to give a thousand dollars and get ten back, I I'm not saying God wouldn't do that, but I'm simply saying to you that uh, I'm not sure that's the intention of any of the scriptures. And there were several. We even read Sunday morning that talked about right. receiving God's blessings when you're generous. Right. Um, but yeah, what are those? I think that's the. I think that is the good question. Is the do you get to define? Uh, what a blessing is all the time. I'm not sure that uh, you do. Most oftentimes, we don't even see those until we look at them in the rearview mirror and we go, oh, that really was Mm -hmm. something that was. So it's hard to uh, predict those or to uh, box God into a specific kind of um, uh, implementation of grace, you know. Um, 
which everybody always gets in trouble for in the mm-hmm. Bible, whenever they try to uh, kind of put a leash on that and say, this is how it's going to happen. They Nine times out of 10, they are <laughs> left, uh, left going, well, I guess it didn't happen that way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, you really do have to read the whole Bible um, when you uh, start to make claims like that. You know, our, our, our understanding of God through Scripture is not uh, one-liners. Um, we're, not, uh, we're not one-line stand-up comics that just come and do one-hits, mm-hmm. you know. This is, a, this is a long journey through a pretty uh, complicated and exhaustive book. Um, you know, what do you do with Job? Right. You know. Um, do you just say, well, all that time that he was suffering didn't matter. It was just in the end. I don't think Job would say that. (laughs) Not not particularly in the midst of all of the suffering. (laughs) No. No, which was a good long time. It was. So, uh, so, you know, there's – this is not – it's it's not as transactional as we want it to be, Mm -hmm. um, I think, in a lot of ways. And uh, that – that's a hard lesson to to learn. I think it takes a, a lifetime to learn it, uh, most likely. But um, but it is uh, it is complex. Uh, you know, it's it's not uh, it's not simplistic. It's right. not uh, it's not difficult to understand. But I think it is uh, difficult to um, comprehend and live. I think mm-hmm. maybe a better way to say it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I think maybe. Uh, for Christians as they're growing in their faith, the concept of blessing I hope changes as the years go by. Right. Um, and uh, it, my my prayer is always that uh, if I'm ever in prison, I'll have Paul's joy uh, in the midst of that yeah. circumstance. Right. And that could be prison. That could be uh, financial crisis. It could be, I mean – journeys of life or whatever else that in the midst of that that um uh, uh, i'm i'm one that um uh, probably spends way too much time thinking uh but sometimes i think uh, well, if this were to happen because in many cases just because of what i do I live that vicariously through other people and what's happened in their lives. For instance, sure. sudden death of a spouse or sudden death of a child. And so my mind goes to think as I watch them on that journey and try to help them with that. When those kinds of things happen, uh, and if they were to happen to me, uh, and frankly, for the first probably 50 years, I must have lived a pretty blessed life. Uh, the last several have been not quite as I don't want to say not quite as blessed, but they certainly have had more challenges in them. Sure. Um, but but I my prayer was uh, previously, Lord, if that circumstance comes, Holy Spirit, help me not to get lost in the emotion mm-hmm. or the sadness of the moment, but be able to rejoice in the joy of knowing that you're still in control and you're still sovereign God. Right. Someday I'd like to take off. Uh, we talked about this. I don't know, it was last year in Morning Men's uh, Faith and Fellowship about the sovereignty of God. And I'd, I'd love to be able to take off and do a little bit of a study on the sovereignty of God and what that actually means and how far do we trust Him in those kinds of things. I think about those uh, those families and well, my, my heart's just really been burdened the last week and a half for 
folks in South Carolina, Florida, now in California twice with the fires. And somehow we've lost total sight of whatever was going on in Hawaii with the with the um, uh, the volcano kinds of things. Um, uh, how how do we um, how do we impact that? And I think it comes back to the starfish story. Every one of us takes one at a time and does what we can do, and not become overwhelmed by the right, right, the vastness of it. I guess so. Oh, well, generosity. Um, oh, I just uh, put my computer to sleep here. Um, uh, generosity, uh, I think, is uh, in many ways expressed. Uh, Maybe the wisdom gathered is expressed in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 when uh, he had uh, worked hard all of his life to get all that he could get and the most majestic he could get. And his statement, I'm not sure if we spend enough time in Ecclesiastes to understand that. The Scripture Sunday morning was really at at, at times and places a warning for for those who are financially blessed. not to be consumed with that, not to be so captured by that they lost <clears throat> they lost their balance right and um, uh, I have uh, just probably in the last six months started to go back and read through Ecclesiastes more frequently just to put that into my life cycle or mind cycle or spirit cycle to right. remember that right that it is very much a there's no sure thing um, in that, you know. The the <clears throat> kind of one of the great things about about being human. I mean, in the in the universe that God has made, is we seem to be uh, some of the most aware and conscious and able to think about the future as a thing, as something that could potentially be. Mm-hmm. And we overstep our bounds when we try to calculate that and bring that into an existence completely independent of God or of other people. And that's kind of what the the teacher in Ecclesiastes is ultimately getting at is like we have you know we have this this concept of eternity called eternity is set in the hearts of men like we see that but mm-hmm. we cannot we can't access that like God can access that. Uh, we don't move in eternity the way that God moves in eternity and so the future uh, for us is both this thing that we seem to be able to affect a little bit, but we don't have uh, the grip over it that God does. And that is a, um, uh, it should be a humbling kind of an event for us when it comes to storing these things up. Like uh, if you spend too much time in a future that doesn't exist yet, you know, mm-hmm. storing these things up, then you, uh, you're, you're, you're not living. Mm-hmm. Is basically what he, mm-hmm. he gets to, and that's true. And we see that all the time. I think in people, I think we see people uh, calculating for tomorrow and missing uh, today. Today, yeah. I, um, I I hear that a lot with folks who are, uh, um, and you know, I, suddenly a retirement is a word that's. Uh, a little bit more on my screen than it than it has been, uh, and I always keep saying, "Well, when, if if I ever get to retire someday, I'm going to do some woodworking." And I think to myself, "Why do I have to wait till then?" Well, 
time is obviously an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our priorities could be an issue. Right. But I just find um, I've had a number of brothers in ministry who have, uh, as soon as they've retired within a very short span, have have gone, have have left this earth. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I think we leave, whether that's relationships or I'm sorry's mm-hmm. or f- words of forgiveness, thinking that tomorrow the day will come or well, we've got plenty of time. And uh, that's not a doomsday approach. But I, I just want to say, you know, I'm old enough to remember this uh, singer-songwriter named Mac Davis, and I used to sing his song called Stop and Smell the Roses along the way. One of the most difficult things I have ever tried to do in in my life because of my personality. Mm. Um, And I think generosity grows uh, because we do stop and smell the roses, and in that stopping and smell the roses, our sense of gratitude grows. And in, from that right. sense of gratitude, then I think our generosity and values and priorities maybe grow too. Yeah, that's that cycle that you were talking about mm-hmm. uh, earlier, certainly. Yeah, very much so. All right. Well, I think that um, next Sunday uh, we're going to look at uh, I, I from the first uh, you know six months when I was. In the food service industry and and in the world, they said to us, you need to lift up your vision for whatever it is that you're doing about every six weeks. Mm -hmm. I think back then, of course, that's been 45 years ago. I think it was probably much longer in between time in today's world. And so uh, next Sunday, I want to come back to not to beat an old horse, but to take a fresh look at making disciples of Jesus Christ. And um, uh, because that's certainly any church's future, and it's certainly Calvary's future. Um, and uh, our fruitfulness and our faithfulness are really tied together in terms of how we live out this uh, this ministry that God's called us to. So, All right. Well, until then, grace and peace. Mm-hmm.